Greetings, and welcome to the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast, a newsletter for Tuesday, September 15th. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, and it's time for a quick look at what's happened and what's about to happen in our area. Usually this is the spot where there's a Patreon-fueled shout-out, but the cupboard is bare today. So support comes from the Charlottesville Podcasting Network, audio from the community for 15 years to date, and many more to come. There is a large spike today in the number of COVID-19 deaths reported by the Virginia Department of Health. The agency lists 2,839 fatalities today, a rise of 96. There are another 943 cases statewide, and the seven-day positive testing rate decreased to 7.1% from 7.2% on Monday. Nelson County has recorded its first fatality due to COVID-19, according to new data released this morning for the Thomas Jefferson Health District. The two other deaths in the district are one individual from Albemarle and another from Louisa County. The district reports only three new cases today, with no new cases in Albemarle. That's the first time that has happened since June 17th. The University of Virginia has reported a total of 369 positive cases since August 17th, with 321 of those as students. The UVA COVID-19 tracker is not updated on weekends. Governor Ralph Northam is expected to address Virginia and the press at a news conference today at 2 p.m. Last week, a subcommittee of the University of Virginia's Board of Visitors got an update on several new projects, including the 60,000-square-foot home of the School of Data Science. They also got details on the 223,000-square-foot UVA Hotel and Conference Center that is expected to be part of the Emmett-Ivy Corridor. Both projects are part of that corridor's first phase, which is a future section of the UVA campus that the UVA Foundation has slowly been acquiring over the years. Renderings presented to the Buildings and Grounds Committee depict a pond in the southeast corner of the precinct, a pond fed by streams that will be daylit throughout the site. It has now been two years since the Cavalier Inn was demolished to make way for the new era for this part of the community. A joint fund to help improve the virtual learning experience for low-income students has received a potential boost from two area philanthropists. The Charlottesville City Schools Reopening Fund is powered by the city's parent-teacher organizations and raised $81,500 in its first month of operations. Now the Bama Works Fund of the Dave Matthews Band and the Smith Family's Always Am Fund will each chip in $25,000 if an additional $25,000 can be raised by the community. Tonight, the Albemarle Planning Commission will hold a work session on how applications for new neighborhoods calculate the number of vehicle trips they will generate. The Albemarle Board of Supervisors received a briefing on September 2nd on the traffic impact analyses that go into land use planning. Here's County Transportation Planner Kevin McDermott. Traffic impact analyses, these are also called TIAs. I'll be abbreviating it throughout the presentation, and they're also sometimes referred to as a traffic impact statement. Uh, evaluate the proposed, a proposed project's effect on the transportation system. Um, they are... Uh, done for rezonings and special use permits, and they're requested when a development would substantially affect transportation on public roadways. These studies can also help developers and planners come up with ideas for ways to mitigate the impacts of the new developments, currently usually discussed in terms of proffers, 
and they have to be specifically attributable to the development that's proposed and they have to be re uh, reasonable and they are offered by the applicant so we can't require those. The Planning Commission meeting begins at 6 p.m. In another work session, the president of Jaunt will give a presentation on the on-demand service his agency will pilot in the coming months. In other public meetings, the Charlottesville Board of Architectural Review will consider applications to alter two individually protected properties, or IPPs. These are structures protected by historical protection or design ordinances. In one case tonight, an applicant seeks permission to demolish outbuildings on a historic property in Fifeville that dates back to the 1860s. In the other, another applicant wants to build a new apartment building on the side yard of an historic building in the Rugby neighborhood. That meeting also begins at 6 p.m. Looking ahead to get you ready for the weekend, Live Arts continues to prepare for the beginning of their season launch this Friday. The move to all virtual performances, for now, begins with a coffee house featuring performances from Amrita Shankar, Johnny Butcher, Nathaniel Starr, and Monica Edwards. The event begins at 7 p.m. on the Live Arts Facebook page. And that's it for another installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast. Please consider sending us on to a friend and make sure that you're signed up if you're not already. The more listeners, the more programs. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and we'll be back tomorrow for another installment.